Hi, and welcome to the world's stickiest learning. I'm here with George Araman. George, how are you? Hi, Darren. I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about our next podcast. So I'm going to read out the title because it's a bit of a mouthful, but I think it works. I can't get my prospects to reply. Use HBDI to get your prospects to reply. So that's the title of our fourth podcast on HBDI. George, it's going to be exciting for the next 20 minutes. What I'm do you sure think about that title? Well, show me the money, like they say. So show I'm pretty sure money. people are going to, like our audience are really going to love it. Fantastic, fantastic. So let's do a few minutes bringing people up to speed on HBDI. So we don't want to make an assumption they know. Now, you've kindly lent us your profile for HBDI. So HBDI is the Herman Brain Dominance Instrument. It's a way of understanding how people think. And this is your profile. It's split into four quadrants, as everyone's is. Now, George, what does the left brain normally mean? So the left brain is more of the rational brain. It's more of the logical brain, uh, whereas the right side of the brain is more the emotional side of the, the brain or more the idea, the conceptualizing side of the brain. Fantastic. So HBDI or Herman tool asks us to understand our thinking preference. Now Herman, Ned Herman, back in the 70s, he split it also into the top half of the brain and the bottom half of the brain, giving us these four quadrants. Now Herman colored them as well. Obviously they're not colored in our head, but they are colored here. So the further your profile goes towards this outer circle, the more you prefer to think in that way, but you can do all four of these. All right. Yes. Now let's see from our other podcasts. George, what does the blue quadrant mean? So the blue is the analytical uh, side of things. Uh, this is the, the part where I don't really enjoy doing. Yes. For me, facts can, tend to be more boring, very flat, very... Um, not imaginative. I'm more into the imagination side of thing, the creativity. Uh, I think Leonardo da Vinci would agree with me somehow. I think you're in good company. <laughs> All right. So th yeah. this is the facts, the facts quadrant. We'll use an F just to make it easy. This is the future quadrant. And you talked about creativity. Entrepreneurs yeah. love this quadrant. And this is where you are. You're quite creative. Lots mm -hmm. of ideas. Then as we come down here, the red quadrant, let, let, let me quiz you. What's the red quadrant? So the red quadrant is more about the relational uh, side of the quadrant. It's more like uh, we like how we relate with others. Uh, it's more about the passion we bring into. Uh, it's about like you mentioned in one of our podcasts that, for example, the red is very important because they tend to bring the, 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 the team together. Yep. And uh, it's, so even if sometimes people might think they're not really actually adding value. They are in the back scenes and they're really holding the team together in a very efficient and effective way and even energizing others to uh, have better and more efficient results. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's the red quadrant that largely gets to dismissed by people because it's emotional. And particularly yeah. as a British man, I'm not supposed to show any emotion. I get that. The thing is, it's the red that drives us. You know, it chooses our career. We're passionate about retailing or engineering or whatever it is. It all comes from this red quadrant. Let's move on to our last quadrant, coming back to the left brain now, green. This is our project management. So this is feelings. This is form. 
what do you um, remember around the green one? So green is about planning, it's about structures, it's about systems, it's about like building systems, following structures, following rules, following guides, uh, being very like uh, efficient on time. Uh, it's about time management. It's about all those like stricter to the rules and very particular and very, it's a box basically, putting Perfect. someone in a box. Perfect. All right. So our four quadrants go blue, which is our facts based quadrant over to yellow, which is our future based quadrant. Red is our feelings quadrant and form structure is our green quadrant. Now, just to reiterate, we can do all four, but the metaphor mm -hmm. I use because I'm a yellow, I'm a creative, I talk in metaphors, I get that and it has its strength and its weakness, as do all quadrants. The metaphor I use is that I can do yellow in fifth gear. It's quite easy for me. The ideas come to me quite a lot. Whereas green, I do it more like first gear. I can do it, but it's hard. And that's how we all should look at our profile. There are things that are easier for us to do and things that are harder for us to do. Exactly. Okay. So when you originally saw your profile, which was a few weeks ago now, because we've done a few of these podcasts, what did you think in terms of that mirroring you? Oh, it was spot on. Like, because basically when I did the test and I was asked the question, where do you see like your, your own quadrants? I was more or less at 0.001 degree exactly where, where, where I got the results because I already knew. Uh, I know that I'm a, like my red, yellow and red are very prominent. The green is more when I'm at work and overdrive and the blue is like, I'd rather delegate it to someone else or. Fabulous. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. And also just for interest, you've seen on your profile that there's a solid black line showing where you prefer to think and also a dotted line. The dotted line is how we work, uh, sorry, how we are under pressure. Mm -hmm. And normally pressure equals work in the modern day because there aren't many jobs now where you can sort of just not do a great yeah. deal, unfortunately, like they were in the <laughs> 80s. So you have two profiles and they don't always change, but they can do. So you have the profile of how I think normally and the profile of how I think when I'm under pressure. And some people's change and distort others. Like me. <laughs> Like yours. So, well, let's just um, on yours, they won't be able to see it on the camera. But what basically happens when you're under pressure is you, you actually go more green. You look for yeah. more structure um, and you do less red. So you uh, are less emotional. How, how does that manifest itself in, in real life? So usually when I when I'm at work, I really I love plans, planning systems and I spend like lots and lots of time building the perfect system. Okay. Uh, maybe it's the fear of uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I build the systems and then uh, and then I move to the either the ideas or the facts. And then like I, I, the people or the red side, I leave it till really the very, very end. So, um, yeah, okay. this is how, okay. how I would do it. All right. And what we've talked about in other podcasts is how Herman and understanding your profile can help you in negotiation or in conflict. The way I like to understand the what I think is the biggest advantage of Herman is it enables us to talk with each other about each other in the third person. So, for instance, I might say, oh, I see why you need that meeting where you see the whites of my eyes because you're red. Um, or a green might say, OK, I see why you need a plan. I might say to a green, I see why you need a plan because you're a green. You want to see all this in next steps. Mm hmm. 
and it can help us avoid some of that conflict. But let's come back to the title of what we're talking about today, prospects. So would you just bring to life, what do you think is going on in the real world? Why are people fed up with not being able to get hold of their prospects? <clears throat> well, um, my guess is as good as anyone, but I would say that um, they're probably not using their own quadrant to their advantage. Okay. So for example, um, a red, when they, I'm pretty sure that each quadrant has an advantage or, or a specific way that would make them convince a prospect in a better yep. way. Yep. And it also goes to like in both ways, knowing the, the prospect, in which quadrant the prospect is, helps a lot in order to help to like talk to them the way they want to be talked to and the way they want to be heard in order to, to give them what they want. It makes sense. Yes, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, the way I describe it is each of these might be a language, French, German, yeah. Bulgarian, and so <laughs> on. And, and if I'm talking Bulgarian to a French person, they're probably not going to hear. So the way we need to communicate, and if we don't know the profile of our prospects, is to try four different ways. So for instance, let me try and put you on the spot a little bit. I work on a Mac that's here. If I was trying to sell that over, let's say, an email marketing campaign and I was talking to a blue or I thought I'll try and connect with the blues, what things might I share with them about this Mac that I'm trying to sell? So uh, since you're selling a Mac you're, and you're talking about the blue uh, quadrant, you're probably going to emphasize on facts. Yes. So it's going to be like probably the pricing, how much the, the, the Mac would cost why it's better like you compare it to other to the to a pc for example why the mac is better than the pc what are the configurations uh the, the like how many people bought the the mac versus how many people bought the pc uh th th those kind of things so it's basically numbers yes you're, you're putting all the good Perfect. use of numbers the good numbers that are better than like other uh competition Perfect. So I might list the processor speed, I might list the gigahertz, all those nerdy type things, those mm -hmm. facts, and there might be a payment plan that looks like this as well. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulous. All right, well, let's go around because it gets a little bit harder as we go around this quadrant, but I'm sure we can do it together. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking to the yellows, what might we talk about if we're selling this Mac to them, do you think? Well, you just reminded me of Steve Jobs and his, uh, his like publicity or idea of the iPod when, yeah. he, when he said, so it's basically that, uh, like basically setting 1000 songs in an iPod or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's in a way similar to, to uh, we could use a similar analogy to a laptop. So saying, for yeah. example, I'm a, like a thousand movie in a laptop or whatever. <laughs> It could Something be. Like it that. could be. I, I think we also need to put the Mac in the bigger picture. Maybe we're selling more of a lifestyle. So it might have an image mm -hmm. of the person with their Mac under their arm going to the coffee shop because it's mm -hmm. part of what they're doing. And then they're in the coffee shop and then they're on the train and this op thing's opening quite quickly. And what we're trying to do is paint that future vision lifestyle for them. And so Especially maybe. Go on. Go on, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say digital nomads like. Uh, we yes. really actually love that and they're like always traveling and going to places and and uh, so this would be a really good thing 
It would, it would. And, and maybe a 30 second video might just bring that whole lifestyle together and they can visualize them using it um, in this place and that place and how quick it is and some of those other things. OK, so we, we, we've nailed the blues and the yellows. All right, let's talk about the greens. So these guys are into next steps. They're project managers. How do we sell this Mac to them, do you think? So here we're probably going to emphasize on structure and um, pro I think here we would bring in the processes and how uh, the Mac is more efficient than, for example, the PC or any other competition. Yep. Uh, we would bring in, for example, um, the different tools we can use in the Mac, in Mac that we're not able to use in PC. Mm -hmm. And the floor yep. is yours. <laughs> yeah, OK, no, that's all right. It gets a little bit harder with these colors, doesn't it? So one of the things that these guys might appreciate is the timeline from ordering to arrival. Maybe a finance plan as well might help to them to understand yeah. it and that they'll pay the Mac off by 2025 with this payment plan would be something that might be useful for them. Yeah. Um, these guys also want to understand the next steps. So let's say that we lay that out in terms of how the Mac might work for them. Um, you mm -hmm. can set it up like this and this will look like this and improve your productivity mm -hmm. like this. So we might show them, show them the options of the add-ons that the Mac has to improve productivity and how that links in a chain. Because that's how these guys think, almost in a chain coming together. So in this this uh, for this particular quadrant, then probably uh, either like a conference or sending maybe a video of the product and how you to use the product. In this case, the Mac would be actually a really good idea. This is what you're saying, right? Yes. Yes. Let's strive for our reds. Now, these are our kinesthetic or our feely touchy type people. So over email marketing, that's going to be really hard. So how do we sell this Mac to them? Over nostalgia. We use nostalgia. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, the Barbie phenomenon. They, okay. I think they nailed it really good. I didn't watch the movie, by the way. It's just like uh, from all the marketing buzz that I heard around that, it was really good because they used nostalgia and they brought back, in a way, the, the days of Barbie and made, made it like a home movement. So it's basically this that we're trying to do with the Red Quadrant. It is. It is. I would also share testimonials. Now, this could yeah. almost trip into the facts, the blue quadrant. But what we'll try and do is share mm -hmm. testimonials about how people feel. Wow, it was the best thing I'd ever had. When I opened it, the design was amazing. I could type so much quicker. The feel of it was wonderful. And what we're trying to do is bring that to life for these people through other people that have said some things. Especially so, influencers as well. Especially influencers. Very good point. Very good point. So we've touched on how we might communicate in the language of our prospects, and we have to try each one of these. So if we take um, an example, uh, this might be quite challenging for both of us, but if we were selling um, McDonald's, um, we would try and sell. Now, Ray Kroc, who founded McDonald's, was all about consistency of the burger. Mm -hmm. What we've got to do is take that USP and then expand it into the four languages. Now, that might be okay. tricky for us to do now. But what I'm looking for is anyone who has a USP, they've got to put it in all four languages and try and talk to their prospects in all four languages, one at a time, and see if they're floating their boat in different ways. Beautiful, beautiful. So, for example, in this, in this case, 
since McDonald is basically a, a green quadrant, like when it was born. Yes. Since it's about systems. Yes. How would how would we replicate it? <laughs> uh, how would we replicate it for each of the four quadrants? Um, yeah. Like so, communicated in. Yeah. So let's say we're Ray Kroc and we're trying to get investment from McDonald's, which is one of the things he did. He might say to the blue quadrant, the consistency will increase sales by five percent because that's what customers are looking for. Um, he might say to the investors for the yellow quadrant that by having consistency, we can have more franchisees right across America because consistency is what we're looking for. For the greens, he might describe the actual process of how we achieve that consistency mm. in store. And there's a wonderful piece in the founder film on Netflix of a tennis court mm. and how they lay out the, um, the different parts of the store, the restaurant, which is brilliant. And what we're trying to do is take that USP and put it in the four quadrants. So for us, the world's stickiest learning, um, the facts might be the blue. OK, how sticky is it? How much behavioural change do you achieve more than anyone else? In the yellow, we're looking for, OK, over the next six months, we've got a learning culture happening more than anyone else because people are changing their behaviours and looking for more fabulous mm -hmm. and you can see how we might take each usp and, and communicate that quadrant differently yeah no it's interesting so let's come back to the title of our podcast and we need to wrap up in a moment i can't get my prospects to reply use hbdi to get your prospects to reply because everyone's frustrated with mm -hmm. either being ghosted that they have had some communication or getting nothing back so if it were an email marketing campaign I would encourage people to think of one quadrant at a time and what you're going to communicate. Now, we're limited on email marketing. We're limited to maybe a video or a text or a piece of uh, or an image. It's not long, but it's critical we know who we're targeting. Now, the easier quadrants are probably the blue. Fax is easy. It gets a little bit harder when we get down to the red, but with some research is very possible. Love it. So, George, um, what else do you think our viewers would need in order to get their prospects so, to reply? So just like you just mentioned, it would be interesting as well to, to do a, a preliminary research before uh, like working on the project or, or the, the product or, or the email in this case by really actually going, for example, like you gave, I think, an example in one of the podcasts to go on LinkedIn and really research the person you're going to target to understand what, like the general energy, how they are talking, are they talking more about numbers? Are they talking more about systems? Are they talking more about feelings or people they know? Are they talking more about ideas? You 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 can see that, for example, by looking at the posts they are commenting on or writing. Uh, you can look at like their profile, their bio, yeah. the, the way they put their picture and everything. This is super important because it will help us do a lot of like preliminary work for that. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I was talking about email marketing to the masses. You're talking about individual and both are absolutely what we need to do. So let me give you a, a top mm -hmm. tip on that. that if you're targeting mm -hmm. one particular person, as a rough rule of thumb, we can overlay the VKA um, model, which is visual kinesthetic auditory, which is roughly our learning inputs or our communication inputs and outputs with HBDI. And let me tell you how we might do that. So anyone that's here or here 
is typically a visual learner. And when you're looking for their text mm -hmm. or their profile, they might use words like see, or mm. they might be something like I envisage this. All right. Mm, so I, they're imagine the sort of, I imagine they're the sort of things that would turn these guys particularly and to an extent some of these guys. All right. Mm -hmm. When we come down to our greens, we're looking for things like next steps or timeline or time scale would be the sort of words that would indicate we're looking for a green. Mm -hmm. All right. And then if we come over to our reds, our feeling people, our kinesthetic people, we're looking for those words like feel. We're looking for a lot of words around people. Mm -hmm. So on VKA, these are typically visual people, all right? So we might use images to turn them on. Mm -hmm. These guys are typically auditory. We've talked about words like hear. So these guys are good. They look at their ears mm -hmm. a lot. I was going to ask that, yeah. That's it. And then we've got the feelings people here, which are kinesthetics. Now, I'm trying mm -hmm. to take two models and overlay them. It doesn't always yeah. work, but it can give us good targeted guesswork. I think it's brilliant. I think it's it really gives... Uh, at least for me, like it gave me an idea of how to better like know, know from the keywords or from the words they are using, how to reach out to the prospect. And it's really good. And I'm pretty sure like the audience, I don't want to assume, but I think it's going to be interesting. So my last piece is to issue a challenge to our readers to look at an email and see if they can pick up some of these words and guess from an email, this is obviously assuming they've had some limited communication, but they haven't yet sold what they need to, and see if they can understand which quadrant their prospect's in. Because if they can, then they can start talking more French to them or German or whatever the language is that they really need to. And if they do, they'll find that they get into a slipstream, which is much, much easier for them. All right. George, any questions before we close? So I do have a question. Um, so the, the question is a bit, um, so what I'm trying to say is, let's say we're going, talking with a prospect and who's in one of the four particular quadrants. Uh, let's say, for example, the blue. How would you approach this prospect uh, in each of the different phases? So basically we're going to be using all four quadrants, but like, probably you're going to initially start with an emphasis on the blue quadrant first, mm -hmm. but then would you go more towards the green, the, then the yellow, then the red, or how would you do that? Like if we take okay. an example of an email, for example, the first series of email would be, for example, facts. Then, then you would need a second email. What would the, the second email be more about? Is it still going to be facts or would you go more towards systems because blue are close to green in a sense or Okay. See what I'm trying to get okay. at. I think so. If I understand your question, so if I'm doing email marketing, mass marketing, yeah. I don't know who my audience is, and I'm sure they're a combination of all four. I'm going mm -hmm. to once a week do a blue, then the next week I'm going to do a yellow in no particular order. I just need to make sure in a month I've hit these people in all four languages to make sure I've covered what Herman called whole brain thinking. And then hopefully I get a prospect replying. And if they reply on the blue, I probably know that they're a blue. Let's keep mm. talking blue. And if That's they reply on green and so on. And what I'm trying to do is talk their language all the way through. Where I've got to start is stage one with an email or emails covering the whole brain to see what floats their boat. Love it. Okay. George, thank you. You have been at our podcast of I can't get my prospects to reply, use HBVI to get your prospects to reply. I think we've shared a number of good tips for people to start using.
if you'd like mm -hmm. to get your HBDI profile, then please, the link will be on the website or on this podcast. Um, it doesn't cost that much, and it also really can help with teamwork, conflict, and negotiation. George, thank you again for your help. Thank you, Darren. It was great have, uh, being there with you. Thank you.